All right, we are back. It's TM3 Impact. My name is Tomas Martinez. Listen, if you're listening to the podcast, number one, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of the TM3 movement, the TM3 Impact. We are brought to you by Luxury Home Magazine and Spanish Grove Academy, the number one pre-K in SA. And today, we just wanted to kind of come to you and kind of talk about an article that came out in Reddit. And it was an article called The Rules of Leadership, Why Being a Learner is So Important to Being a Leader. And uh, Gabe, you know, you saw this article and what, what, what kind of came to your mind when you saw this? You were like, hey, man, we got to look at this article and talk about it on TM3. I think it just kind of dove real deep into leadership. So, I mean, it pulled up, you know, six or seven points that were really valid in my opinion. And, you know, I thought it'd be a great way to, you know, teach people about why leadership is so important and why learning right. and listening and all that kind of stuff are, you know, key to actually becoming the leader that you want to be. So. Yeah, if you you want to be a uh, if you want to be a leader and you're not a learner, you're in trouble. Right. At the end of the day, right. you know, being a leader means you are learning on a daily basis. And I think what's interesting about that is that not only are you learning. You're uh, from what you're doing, but you're also learning from your mistakes. And people miss out on that. People think, well, I don't want to fail because if I fail, that means obviously I'm doing something wrong. So, well, listen, if you're a leader, you're going to fail and you better learn from it. So, fail forward, right? You got That's exactly right. right. And, which, you know, look, I got my John Maxwell books just in case. Uh, one, of, one of John Maxwell's one of my all-time favorite books is Failing Forward. That book is powerful. And it goes through all of these leaders who literally failed forward. Mm -hmm. They hit these huge issues in their life from their businesses burning completely to the ground to you name it, uh, to the Wright brothers. That was an amazing story, by the way, because there was someone that they were competing with who had the education, who had all of the money, and the Wright brothers had no education, and they ran a bike shop. They worked on bicycles. Right, and, they, and then made, like, you know, the airplane. So. <laughs> and then they came, and then made the airplane. So there you go. So here's point number one. It says rules for leadership. Number one is assess your skills honestly. Now, it, I think that's really interesting, right? So what, what does that mean to assess your skills? I, I mean, when I, thought, when I read that, it's like, look, at, at the end of the day, you need to know what you're good at, right? Right? What are you good at? And how do we find that out? Well, I mean, I think for most of us out there, there are certain things that we naturally know that we're good at, you know? Gabe, when I met Gabe, it was very obvious that he had skills in how to do video. He knew what he was doing. But you also have to look at, honestly, not just the things that you're good at, but what you're not good at. Right, and, and it's always important to ask people for feedback and stuff too, because I mean, if you're always gonna be like thinking that you're good at certain things, but other people might not perceive you to be that way, so yeah. look, look to your peers, ask other people what you're good at, get the feedback, you know? Yeah, feedback is, uh, and, and that kind of comes up a little bit later in this, in this uh, the, the rules here, but you know, I, again, I think if you know what you're good at, you can go all in on those skills. Mm -hmm. I love what John Maxwell, 
Maxwell, you know, he talks about this is that, look, you know, if you're, if you, if you're going to go uh, do anything, if you're going to be in leadership, is that you have to be willing to work on what you're good at. Don't try to spend all of your time working on what you're bad at. Mm. You know, go all in on what you're good at. Gary Vee says yeah, the same thing. Say, Gary, Gary, I mean, yeah. it's like go all in on your skill set, mm-hmm. what you know how to do, and and know what that is. So what I would say, what are the practicals here? Make a list. Right. What are you good at? What do you and this is another thing. What do you enjoy? I, I, I just saw a video just recently. I thought it was really interesting. Is, is uh, Gary was talking to this, this kid that came in his office, and he just told him, he's like, what do you like to do? And the kid said, I like to play video games. Mm. And Gary goes, and I bet everybody told you you couldn't make money with that. And he goes, yes, everyone told me that. And he goes, now what, what are people saying about these EA sports kids? Mm-hmm. What are people saying about Ninja? Like my son n- could name five Fortnite professional players. Right, they idolize these guys now because it's like, I mean, you know, these kids follow their passion and now they made a you know career out of it. So follow your dreams pretty much. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy. But know what you're good at. But I do think you also need to know what are you... You know, what are you, be honest with yourself, what are you not good at? Mm-hmm. My, I think, and, 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 you know, one of my things is I'm not the most organized person on the planet. You know, this is one of the things that, that, that it's a, something that I'm working towards, but I got to be honest and know that I need a plan. I need a planner. I need to take notes because I will forget. And I got to always remember that. All right, number two says, assess the skills required to operate your entrepreneurial venture. And when I, when I, when I, when I read this, when you gave me the article, it's like, okay, you're, you're good at video, right? But you want to be a speaker. Right. It's, right, it's like, okay, well, if, if you're really good at video, right, but you want to be a speaker, they may not go hand in hand, right, because it may be really hard, but I guess you could just turn the recorder on and run behind it. I guess you could and run in front of it. I guess you could. But I do think you need to know what are the skills required to be good at that business that you're trying to do, mm. right? And, you know, I, I think about for myself, when I started Luxury Home Magazine, I knew that I was really good at talking to people. I knew that I was really good at communicating. I knew that I was really, really good at networking. And so all of those skills have come into play each and every day of my life as a business owner. Right, and it only gets better once you if you consistently do it all the time. Right. I mean, you're just gonna get better at what you're already good at. So that's right, keep doing it. And then not and just just even with that idea, it's like okay, there are certain skills that you may look at, and for an entrepreneur business, I I knew I had to sell, mm-hmm. right? And so I were I remember telling people like I was a teacher. What like I don't know how to sell. Right, right. You know what? I, I didn't sell anything. And then I, I remember someone told me, they're like, Tomas, you were selling the whole time. That's what I was gonna say. You, right. You don't realize what you're doing, but hey, you're a salesman. You were selling the entire time you were teaching. Right. So I want you to imagine, and 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 literally in that moment, I was think I went back to third grade classroom and it's two days before Christmas. Right. And I had this rule with my kids as I said, listen, um, we always had these, 
I mean, parties. Like, we would party. I'd get the pizza. I'd have the little strobe lights. Mm -hmm. I went all out. But I would tell my kids, like, listen, here's the deal. If you want to party like no other, you're going to have to work like no other. So we're going to get there. And so two days before... All the, all the other teachers, are they're coloring, they're you know, playing, making mm-hmm. cookies. My kids, were we were still working all the way up until Friday, the last hour we were working, and then we partied. And my kids knew that we were going to party and have way more fun than any of the other classes. Mm-hmm. But you had to get to that point. You had to work towards it. And so I don't know how we got on that tangent, but, you know, look, you need to know what skills that you're going to need to do whatever business. So for, for those of you out there, if, if you know that there's some job or some opportunity, some business that you want to start, you got to start assessing and go, okay, here's what I'm good at. Here are the other skills required. And so getting, there was my point. I I figured it out. The point is, is that I was able to sell to those kids. If you work hard, we'll play hard. Right. And they, every single one of them bought in. Mm -hmm. Every one of them, they knew it. And so then when it was spring break, Right before spring break, like my son's on spring break right now, and we had to do all that work. What do the kids want to do on on every day of before spring break? Nothing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's party time. I'm off. But the reality was, I had to sell and get them ready. So you got to know what are those skills. Now, when you think for you, Gabe, you know, coming in this this is your your first job, I would say, kind of like career Career job, right? And so I I imagine when you first sat down at that computer and we were trying to make things happen, did you know everything you needed to be successful? Absolutely not. I still don't know. Right. It's every single opportunity that I feel like I'm going to get. It's just a learning, you know, it's something to learn from so that one day I can act. I actually don't think I'll ever know enough. Yeah. So, which I'm okay with because... I live every day to learn, you know, it's, that's one scary thing is like knowing that one day I won't be learning anymore. And it's about experiences and stuff like that. Like that's going to be gone. So like make every day worth it. Yeah. And every job worth it. So yeah, no, I didn't know, Mm. you know, anything really. Yeah. And and, and it's, it's all about, so, you know, to the millennials out there, you know, Gabe fall, fall, falls right in line with that, Mm -hmm. that millennial. Right. And the thing is, is like, look, uh, there, regardless of what, you know, the media, what society says, at the end of the day, if you have a skill and you are an expert in that, whatever it is, whether it's video, whether it's social media, whatever that is, go all in and make sure you learn as much about it as humanly possible. Right. Because then you can create opportunity. So I'm sure, Gabe, while you were making those rap videos, right? The glory uh, days. The glory days of the rap <laughs> videos. And for those of you that haven't seen Gabe's rap videos, you have no idea what you're missing. Talent, like, ridiculous. But, but when you were making, I don't think you were thinking... Okay, this is going to get me an opportunity for a career job. No way. I was doing it just because I like to do it. There you go. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, you never know what's actually going to stick and what's going to get there. So just keep doing it. You know, no matter what, it's going to work for you, but it's not going to work if you just, if you don't do it. So just do it. And so, you know, I think one thing, talking about millennials and stuff like that, uh, this might be a little tangent, but 
you know, millennials get that bad rep that they don't, you know, they're lazy or whatever. But I think millennials are just, they understand, like you said, what to work at, what not to work at. And you just want to hone in on something. And, you know, we just have a different work ethic, but we definitely work hard. Right. Um, Absolutely. And you can see that translating in today. I mean, things are turning in a totally different direction and it's throwing a lot of people off. But, you know, we just figured out we're not going to waste our time doing things we're not good at. We're just yeah. going to really get into something that we know we're good at and just kill it out there. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then the, the the big piece to that, which you've already mentioned, is you'll never stop learning. Exactly. Right? Be willing, which goes with number three. Number three is pick up the skills you are missing, right? So I remember there was one point we wanted to make uh, – what we a, a gif? We were trying to make a gif, right? Like the the, the, the gif, the gif, the, the gif, right? Yeah. We were trying to make that, and we were like going, "Okay, how do we do this?" Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Hey, Matthew, <laughs> like, how do we do this?" He you knows. Know? Matt knows how to do it, right. right? Our designer for Luxury Home Magazine, and but but this was a skill that you hadn't, you've never done before, mm-hmm. and so you went in. The next thing I know, it's like, boom, we have this this little uh, the gif, and mm-hmm. it's ready, and it's and and I mean. It was really, really cool, right? right. Yeah, yeah. And so the, I think the one interesting thing is that you could go to college, right? I have a four-year degree. It took me a little bit longer to get it, but I have a four-year degree. And then I have a master's degree. But none of that truly prepared me to own a business. Mm-hmm. There were skills that were 100% missing in this whole realm of now we have two offices, we have this TM3 studio, like we have another our other office over here where we're, you know, running the magazine out of and there were skills missing, right? And so that's the on the job training and on the job and that's why man, I tell people, I preach this all the time, Gabe's got a journal mm-hmm. and we're constantly taking notes. You get a journal Write down what you're learning, and and when you hit that wall of like, oh, crap, how do I do that? Mm. Write it down so that you remember the next time, you know? And so you've probably had, I mean, how many times have you written stuff down to go back in your journal to look back up again? I mean, it's like everyday thing. I mean, there'll be multiple times where you'll tell me, look, hey, we got this thing going on, or hey, we need to make sure these things are getting down. And when you actually write it down, truth be told, I mean, just like everybody explains it, I mean, if you write it, you have a way better chance of remembering what you're doing. Yeah. And then also it doesn't get lost in the ether of your phone, right? And all the notes and all the other stuff that you're doing on there. You just go back to your journal and like you preach to me, do the bullet journal, yeah. you know, create an index and page your or number your pages. And it's super easy to go back and refer to your stuff. So definitely a good job to journal. So yeah. Yeah. Make sure it happen. And for those of you that don't know the bullet journal, the bullet journal, go online. It's super easy easy. Literally, they have journals already made with the pages numbered where you can build a table of contents. They actually even have bullet journals. This is a target journal. It comes with the table of contents already built in. This one is really, really cool. So you got your table of contents already made, and then every single page is numbered so that you can go back and write it in your table of contents. This is a game changer. I talk about it all the time. Do it. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, now, again, with this, the skills you're missing, I think the other piece to this is, is that skills will stack, right? There is an upgrading to skills. And so some of that comes when you read a book, 
right? And so this is the 15 laws of growth. I tell people all the time, get a book, read. This is the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. We're talking about leadership. You want to be a leader? You better be a learner and you better be a reader because leaders are readers. And when you're reading, you're learning. There's a crazy stat. I'm actually going to pull it up right now. Me and Elise were talking about it. Yeah. Um, the most wealthiest people out there, yeah. the amount of books that they read a year. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll, you keep doing your thing. I'm going to, I'm going to figure yeah, out what pull the that, was. Pull that up. Pull that up because look, you know, if you're going to uh, take another trip around the sun, which we all are, right? Our, our goal is to, you know, to keep this going, right? Uh, listen, pick up a book, read, find something. I'm reading a book right now called The Obstacle is the Way. And I can't wait. Gabe, we've got to take the video because Ryan Holiday is coming to San Antonio. The author of this book, uh, The Obstacle is the Way, is, uh, The Obstacle is the Way, is coming to San Antonio. I can't wait. Uh, there, there's things in this book that are really opening my mind. You know that uh, I can't wait to talk to him about it. So, what's the stat? What you got? So, there's a couple of different things, but for the most part, they read anywhere from you know two or more books a month, yeah. uh, or you know fifty books a year. I mean, that's a ton of reading. Yeah, and these guys are probably you know. Look at that one. The reading habits of ten millionaires and billionaires. Right. Yeah. The man who unleashed Microsoft onto the world, Bill Gates, reads fifty books a year. Yeah. And these they're probably not small books. These these are probably thick. Thick, uh, yeah. you know, encyclopedia-sized book. So, look up real quick. Warren Buffett. How much does Warren Buffett read every day? This was this was astounding when I, I remember hearing this. Warren Buffett is a massive reader, and um, it's per day. It's something astounding. There you go. Five hundred pages. He reads five hundred pages a day. So read, pretty much. That's the overall <laughs> message. Just start reading. You don't have to read 500, but, you know, just I mean, pick up a book. Pick up a book. Just read. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to acquire new skills. Number four, find a mentor. Now, this, uh, this is one thing that I want to, you know, stress because there is a difference between a mentor and a coach, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, coaches are typically people you pay for their service to help you, you know, um, whether it is helping you with your business, helping you with your life, or helping you in certain areas. A mentor are people who speak into your life, Mm -hmm. right? They could be speaking into your life about, uh, you know, a business opportunity. They could be speaking into your life um, from a spiritual perspective. Maybe it's somebody from church that's a mentor to you, right? It's always a good idea to have people in your life that can speak into your life and help you see things from a different perspective. Right. And coaches are much more, I mean, short term. You, you use them for, you know, maybe a year or two or whatever to help you out yeah. with maybe business decisions or, yeah, but a mentor is somebody you should probably keep around for a lifetime or yeah. somebody you can look up to, a role model, really. And not to say the role model, I mean, a, a mentor can definitely be a coach in, in that regard, too, but, right. you know, they're there for other reasons as well. Yeah, and, 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 and okay, so the other thing is this. So, I, I you know, we, we've had this conversation with a few of my friends um, where, you know, there's always people that say, hey, go ask someone to be your mentor, right? Like, go up and just ask them, right? Mm-hmm. And so here, here's, here would be the, 
here, here would be the practical to this. The practical to this is that you need a mentor. You need someone to help you that's, that's a- actually doing it. But, but what I would say would be the, uh, the, the, the practical to this is don't just go and sit with somebody and say, hey, will you be my mentor? Mm-hmm. No, don't do that, okay? What you need to do is this. You need to find someone that's doing what you want to do. And what you need to do is figure out how can you bring value to that person? What is it that you can bring to that person to give them value? Because then they're going to want to naturally pour into your life. And there's a big difference, right? Because if you just walk up to somebody and say, you know what? Hey, man, I see you're doing this. You got this business. Hey, will you be my mentor, right? Now, that person has just... You're just asking them just to just start pouring into you. Right, just intruding into, you know, you. I mean, your life. It's like, yeah, I just, I'm some random kid who wants to do what you're doing. I have no idea who you are, but yeah. you're successful, so make me successful. Make me, that's it. Right. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want you to make me successful. Right, for no return. For <laughs> no return, yeah. yeah. And that's the, to me, I think that's the, that is the piece to this where you have to bring value to that person. Mm-hmm. If you want a mentor, figure out a way to bring value to them, and get, guess what? They're going to naturally going to want to pour into you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the way it works. There's a give and take. And if someone's just like, well, all I'm doing is giving to this person, right? It's like, no, no, no. A mentor is somebody that naturally just wants to pour into your life. Mm-hmm. Because they know that it's it's a two way. You're bringing value. I'm going to bring value. So just be really, really careful with that. You know right. what I mean. And it doesn't have to be like monetary value either. I mean, the mentor could be looking for you know anything. I mean, they could be a lonely dude and they just want to have somebody to hang out with, or yeah. you know what I mean. It's just find whoever you want to be your mentor. Figure out what they're looking for as well, and yes, and help them out. Find ways to add value. Exactly. Yeah, to their life. I think that's huge, right? Um. And then, you know, a mentor, so once you do develop that relationship, understand that it's a sounding board, Mm. right? So I have a lot of mentors. You know, Brad is a huge mentor. Max uh, is a huge mentor for me. And these are people, Wesley, right? Tony, my trainer. These are people that I will, will put things up to them and I will ask them and say, hey, what do you think about this? And I I use them as a sounding board for things that are going on my head because they're going to have a completely different perspective than I do. Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful way. Uh, Number five, we're going to go through these last two pretty quickly, is uh, develop an advisory board, mm-hmm. right? And so anybody, if you've, if you've worked for a company, you know they have a board. This is a group of people that kind of manage, they, they're, they're, they're not managing the business, but what they're doing is they're overseeing all of the decisions being made. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you have this advisory board, this group of people that they are looking out and looking over the decisions that you're making. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have this. I don't. I, I haven't set up this idea, but I think this is a powerful concept. Oh, yeah, for sure. That could truly set you up on a path to really have some massive success. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're going to set this board up, make sure you're bringing value to these people. 
before you ask them to join your board. You know what I mean? It's like, again, it's the whole idea of if you're bringing value to them, they're going to want to bring value to you. Mm -hmm. But I do think feedback, you said this in the very beginning. Remember, we talked about the idea of feedback. You need to get that. Here is an awesome way to get feedback. All the eyes you can possibly get. For sure. Exactly. And then last but not least, if you truly want to be a leader that is a learner, right? Because all leaders are learners. You got to learn from failure. Fail right? forward. You, got, you have to fail forward. Now, I, I, I feel like I've been, you know, a pretty open book. I try to share a lot of the failures that I have with, with you know, what I've learned from the magazine, the mistakes that I've made. But, but here's, here's the deal with this is that, you know, success is not a great teacher because when you have success, you typically start to lose sight of perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, you start losing... S- a sight of what really works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But when you fail right there and then it's like, oh, that doesn't work. That's teaching me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, success is a result and failure is a teacher. So yes. definitely don't mix the two. You don't want to mix now. And that's that's not to say that that success doesn't you can't learn from it. I'm not saying that at all. No, you, no. You know, but if if you're only looking to learn if you're if you feel like the only way that you're going to get better is it it, you you are succeeding listen the only way you're really going to succeed is you're going to fail and let me tell you i fell on my face repeatedly building the magazine Mm -hmm. from uh i'll never forget paypal literally i paypal kept my money Mm-hmm. We were using PayPal for a credit card, and we were charging so many credit cards that PayPal literally said, that's it, we're holding your money. You can no longer get access to your money. No. Now, you want to talk about a <laughs> painful, like, what the heck do we do? Uh-huh. This was a lesson. Now, there, what was the failure in that? The failure in that was knowing, not, not knowing, hey, is, is there a point where they may cut us off because we are charging too much on some of these credit cards. Mm-hmm. And we learned the hard way that PayPal had a limit, that they were like, look, this is a lot of money that you're charging, and guess what? We're going to have to hold your money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That was a painful lesson. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we went through hoops to get all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, so learn from Failure. It is one of the best teachers. And here's the deal. There's no shame in it. Unless you're doing something to where you're literally, uh, uh, you're, you're being deceitful and you're in a, a failure from a deceptive way. Trust me, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about when you fail forward, trying to do something good, you're trying to do the right thing, and then you you hit that roadblock, you mess up, you charge too much on your PayPal mm-hmm. credit cards, and go, holy crap, we don't have any, they're not giving us our money. It took about a week, I think it was about, a, about, about eight days, they finally released the money, and we were able to get that money and pull it out. But let me tell you, those eight days... Crazy. I bet. Made it. <laughs> learned a huge, huge lesson. So listen, Gabe, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate you being on with me doing this. Um, we this was something, you know, just something that we wanted to come to you with is that look, 
If you truly want to be a learner and you want to be a leader, you better be a reader and you better be learning on a consistent basis. And what better way to do it than with TM3 Impact Podcast? That's right. We want to thank you for listening. Please, if you could do us a huge favor, share this podcast. We would love the opportunity to share this message with as many people as possible. So share it. Make sure you rate us on iTunes and make sure you leave a comment talking about what you're getting out of everything that you're learning here with TM3 Impact. Thank you. Until the next episode, be great.